his shadows, protecting his fellows from sun up to the moon on his back. Sent the villains to Hades, a hit with the ladies, a stallion in the sack. You can't get your laugh back when right follows left, Jack. The more you see, the less you know. When others would leak in his service, his secret place, God, when it's your time to go. Crane and country safe and sound with villains six feet underground, and no one knows, cause no one's found any trace of a man for all seasons. Loves him and leaves him alone. So alone. And you and I wouldn't have a clue Who's doing what, why, when and who Up the creek with no canoe Watch out for the man for our season Loves him and leaves him alone So alone But Sanford, oh From the House of Lords Saving Norfolk Brides Commoners and landed gentry His word is bond with a brunette or blind Baby, it's so elementary For the men living here Stop your life with one stare See the film, you'll know how it goes But this ain't no fiction Just check the nation Quit pro quo A pro's pro with my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show with two E's. 
We've got a packed show for you today for this special broadcast because every broadcast is indeed special to us. I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, wonderful. You can find us on Twitter at the Real Show and on Instagram at the Real Show FM as well. You can also find us on Google, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there. You can find us and you can listen to us. We're good sometimes, hopefully. So, so here comes part two, Corey. Yeah. Of the fact that we're recording live. Yes. I say, I say live. We're recording <laughs> live for you um, here in my digs. Yeah. And uh, we, we're next to each other once again. We are. Real we life. Are. I can touch a real live leg. There we go. I've just done it. It's, I can, you're sitting on a chair. I can see the chair. You can. It's a big chair. It's a big chair. I'm, I'm sitting on a chair. It, oh, it's a big chair with a small person. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> medium sized. I don't think I'm small. But, but yeah, we are here and... It's, it's real. It's live as live can be. Yeah, and we're we're real. We're really here together, and it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. It's a it's a fresh, bright Tuesday morning mm. today. Crisp, crisp, crisp Tuesday morning. Do you find it was crisp? I've not been outside. Do you find it was crisp in the morning? Very crisp in the morning. Fair enough. It's getting to that cold weather that I don't like. Oh, I like a bit of cold weather <laughs> in the morning. It wakes you up. Like a little bit, but not, it, not a lot. It invigorates you. You go, ah, oh, it's nice and fresh outside. I don't have winter clothes. That's my problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you know, like big coats, big no. coats, big jackets. That's not your thing. No, I'm oh. wearing my winter clothes, which is oh, a hoodie. You're wearing a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I at least have, you know, you can you can wear a hoodie. You wear something over a hoodie. I don't like coats. You know, what do you mean you don't like coats? I don't like coats. Why don't you like coats? I find, I don't have to like coats, but they don't go with my fashion sense. Coats don't go with your fashion sense. The only coats I like are coats that don't have hoods. Why? Coats are meant to have hoods. Because I don't, I don't, I don't it's like, windy. What are you going to do? I don't like well, the hoods. The hoods are going to help make it worse because it's going up and down, up and down all the time. No, it's not. You put a hood up and it stays <laughs> up. Unless you're going away, unless the wind's right. going behind unless you. The wind's going in front to, to face you. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. still, if you if if a hood's on your head, a hood is not going to go off. What are you doing to my chair? <laughs> I'm lowering. My chair. Why have you just lowered my? I've never done that ever in the history of owning that chair. There we go. Thank you. It's, it's fine. I'm torn out again. You are. It's like that scene in uh, it's like that scene in English where he's yeah, with yes. the chair levels where he's in the office and the, the chair office, goes down, going down and going up again. Yes, that was intentional. Yeah. That was that was right. Well, bring my chair up. Yes, I want to bring it to a reasonable a bit level. More. Oh, a bit more. I want a bit more. Yeah, thank you. Right, and then that is a nice segue. Yeah, because we're talking about today, 2003's Johnny English. Yep. Which is nice. It's very nice. It is. It, it's a good. It's a good film. Let's talk about it. I mean, it's. It's nearly nearly twenty years. Eighteen years old. I think so. I think so. Jordan English can now legally drink in terms it of can, the it UK. Can. It's uh, yes, it's it's two thousand three, a mm. great era for cinema, and is a, a spy spoof film. Um, I've just found this is a nice little fact. Uh, in other countries, it was taglined as Johnny English, little brother of James Bond. Ah, huh. which I feel like is quite apt. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's quite appropriate. So, it's Peter Howard directed. Yeah, uh, two thousand three. It's a it's a spy comedy. Universal Pictures. We've got we've got Rowan Atkinson as the title character, Johnny English, and it it's 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 a it's a real fun time. Mm. Uh, what was? Do you remember? Do you remember watching this for the first time? I uh, well, I remember watching it. I don't know if it's for the first time, but when I was oh probably I was three when I saw it. So was I. Uh, actually, what what month was it? What month? Yeah, what month did it come out? Uh, April. I April was 11. I was two. 
Which, oh, nice. No, I think I was doing as well. Um, no, I would I would have been about maybe eight, eight, nine years old. I had like a portable DVD player. Right. And all I would watch on repeat was Johnny English. Really? The this, is a point of, this is a point of connection for you. Yep. Uh, I'm a I'm a big Ron Atkinson fan. Uh, I now own all the Mr. Bean stuff. I didn't back then. Yeah. John, Eng- John English was like the one Ron Atkinson thing I owned that wasn't on VHS. Oh, do you know how, do you know how many episodes of Mr. Bean there are? Twelve. Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I own all of them. Twice. I know. I know. And, and people <laughs> and people don't know there's that yeah. few. I I own all the Mr. Bean episodes, all the animated episodes. And have it on uh, VHS, and have both Mr. Bean films owned on DVD twice. Nice. Yeah. The live action Mr. Bean. Yes. What about the animated Mr. Bean series? Got all of it. Oh, nice. Okay. I got a bit a, more of that. I think. I got there is loads of that. I've got I got a collection which is the Ultimate Bean Collection. It comes oh. in a cardboard box, so it's like a baked bean tin. No. Wow. Yeah. That's great. It's very good. And you know all about the Mr. Bean lore. Yep. I know everything, everything Mr. Bean. Teddy. Um, everything on accent, yeah. I don't own a Teddy, actually. You don't own a te- an actual real-life Teddy? You don't put him in a shoebox when he goes to bed? No. Oh. Um, I also don't shoot light balls when I go to bed. Either. No. <laughs> Which is something with, 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 with your air pistol, you know? Yeah. Shoot do, you, do you have to wake up every day and change that light bulb again? Yeah, you must do, must not it? Yeah, it's in, the, it's in like the drawer, isn't it? He's got yeah. pockets of light bulbs. Or uh, have a weird alarm clock that puts steaming water on your foot. Yeah. So it wakes you up. <laughs> yes. Of course. That's a good. That's one of the awesome great comedy scenes, that when Mr. Yeah. Bean goes to bed. I think these Mr. Bean goes to bed, Mr. Bean goes to church. Yeah. He only goes to the church and he's messing out with the diorama or whatever. It's yeah. like a T-Rex in it and a Dalek and stuff. And then he, he, when they're singing the hymns, and he's sat next to that man. Trying, uh, trying to eat the sweet, and he can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when we do, that's the roast chicken on his head. The turkey, sorry. The chicken, I mean, the yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the classic thing. I think everyone also goes to Friends when he do that, but no, Mr. Bean did it first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Bean's the trendsetter. Yes. Mr. Bean's the trendsetter. So, of course, and we, we have uh, Johnny English today. Yep. And it's got there's a point of connection for Corey if he's if he's very experienced in in the watching of uh, Johnny English. I can't tell you the amount of times I would have watched this. Okay, you can't. T- it's it's beyond number. It was literally all I spent in my childhood was watching a portable DVD player. Most of the time, it was this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, but also a bit of a point of connection. Apparently, there's an advert from Barclay Card in the 1990s oh. where Rowan Atkinson played a bumbling spy character similar to James Bond. So it may have been influenced on. Uh, this may have taken influence from that. True. So, and it got it got a nice gross. We're talking a budget of about forty million dollars yep. for a, a gross of one hundred sixty million dollars. So they made that. Yeah. Matter. I mean, to be fair, I don't even know where the character of John English would have come from. I don't know if he just went. I don't want to do a James Bond spoof. Yeah, yeah, James Bond spoof. <laughs> Let's just do that. Uh, so. Actually, it was it was written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, mm. two very affiliated James Bond writers. So it's got some, it's got another point of connection there. Uh, of course, everyone everyone knows the introduction. Everyone yep. loves the introduction. It's a meme. It's a it's a thing where the I think what what what's happened here? Um, oh yes, um, after the first agent, Agent One has died, yes. died, and all the other agents are at the funeral. And Johnny English is working with security. Yeah. And uh, the boss, the boss drives up to him and says, "Is the place secure?" Johnny English, Johnny English leans in and goes, "Yes, it's the most secure place in the entire country." And then the church behind him explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's everyone. And that's the that's a meme. That's a joke. Everyone loves that. Um, 
And then we have, and then they go to the crown jewels. Yeah. The past and the crown jewels by uh, the villain prison prison mogul uh, Savage, yeah. played by John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, who's that sort of Bond villain to say? Yes. Um, he think he does a good job. I remember. I remember. I, like I remember him in this film as one of the standouts. And you know how he has that big scene where he's explaining he wants to turn the turn Britain into yes. a massive prison. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a, a, a DVD, I yeah. believe, where he finds, which then gets changed uh, with the wrong DVD. It does, it does. Which somehow exists of John English dancing to Dutch Mothman. I don't know yes. why he has that on DVD. Abba. Well, I don't know, he recorded it. <laughs> I don't know what, you, you, you can record it, but then you go, I'm going to put this on the DVD and mm. carry it with me. Um, but no, he does a very good job. He's a very, very good villain. Yeah. Um, very entertaining. Mm. Got to talk about Ben Miller as well. Yes. The, uh, boff. 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 Yes. Uh, um. You know what? I, 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 I quite... This, this was my first exposure to Ben Miller. People will know him from Death in Paradise. Oh, yeah. I know him from Primeval. Or that. So. Um, Death in Paradise is very good, by the way. Yeah, so is Primeval, actually. Yeah. <laughs> this is my first experience of Ben Miller. Okay. He's really good. He had very fresh-faced, very baby-faced in this. Very, very good... Well, I guess sidekick. Yes, yeah. He's... His boff is his, like, second, like his second uh, agent, which is yeah. rare to do in in sort of a James Bond film. Normally it's the James Bond agent going in by himself and yeah. doing it. But giving him a sidekick makes him, gives him someone to work on. Yeah, well... Which I find is good. I mean, John English can't... He can't, cannot do things on his own. Boff no. is, essentially, the brains. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I remember when they were organising... Um, they're organising the, the gear that they need yeah. and the kit that they need and there's the, the very famous scene where he's got the two rings and he can yeah. like stab you with them and he mixes up which one's the truth serum and which one's the, the like the, the, the knockout one. It's the jelly thing, yeah. The jelly thing. And he accidentally hits the guard, he accidentally hits the, the, the goo and the henchman yes. that they've captured uh, with the wrong one. And then he then he pricks himself with it and then he's got then he, he's not sure which one he's given himself so that's a fun, that's a fun bit of, uh, fun bit of physical comedy there, a bit of slapstick. It's fun, very, 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 very heavy on the slapstick. Yeah, well, it is very heavy. Well, <laughs> well Mr. Bean's very heavy on. The well, slapstick. yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's, it's. it's Rowan Atkinson's good at it. Yeah, it's what you it's what you expect when it comes to it. I mean, there's, there's other stuff. There's dark humor in there. Yeah. There's um. Uh, they're chasing him. But this guy's like nicked. He's angry. He's nicked something. They go right. Okay, we need to, we need to follow the car. Yeah. You know, and they end up at a funeral. Mm-hmm. And they think right. They're buried. They're going to bury all the stuff they've nicked and going to put it in the grave. And mm-hmm. he thinks all these people are like actors. And so oh yes. So John English is on a coffin, just kind of oh. dancing up and down on a coffin. I remember this until they realise it's not. It's a real funeral. It's a real funeral, and Boff has to come in. Oh, that's and act like, like he's a men- like John English is a mental person. Yes. He's like, I am Dr. Boff. Yes. And uh, Gunter here wasn't supposed to come out until next year. Yeah. And then John English now can't speak English. No. <laughs> and makes weird noises. And then it carries him off. Yeah. It carries him off. <laughs> the funniest thing is, when they're walking away, yeah. he's got him by the arm. <laughs> and he's carrying it and they're walking. And then he goes, you think I can let go of it? Yeah. And, him. and he goes, yes, let go of it. Let go of me, Boff. <laughs> it's... And they just start running down, yeah. running down the path. <laughs> It's it's a really good dynamic with with these two, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I think kind of, for the main part, it, it's what it's what carries the film. I think it's something the second part loses. Yeah, the well, second film they don't have Ben Miller back. And, no, they've and, got um, Tucker. Yes, is his character uh, Daniel Kaluuya in that yep. one? 
Um, well, I like Daniel. It gave Daniel Kaluuya a start. So in many yes. ways, I feel like it was it was necessary. So we have great things now. Yeah, I mean, with Daniel the, the second one's still good. Um, it essentially had the whole premise of Johnny English messed up. Yeah, and he's now blamed for um, what happened in I cannot remember the country. Oh, it was in Mozambique. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, and and then, every time he says it, that's the running joke. Yes. Every time he says it, he has some kind of physical tick that yeah. goes on. Uh, but no, he's good. The second one's good. Buff comes back in the third one. Yeah, I, I get, love the third one. Um, I wanted to go watch that in cinema. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I wanted to go watch it in, if you're in the UK, mm. uh, if you're especially near where we are, we have the, uh, the kinema. Kinema in the woods. Oh, right, okay. Are you aware of the kinema in the woods? Um, no. It's, a, it's an old-fashioned cinema in the woods. Right, okay. And it's proper old-fashioned to the point where films have breaks in the middle. Right. So halfway through the film, the film stops, and you can get popcorn, someone comes around, sometimes you get a piano playing. Okay, well. Um, and I think one of the funniest parts of the third film, which wasn't intentional, spoilers for the third one, uh, mm-hmm. it cuts, it's, I'm watching the film, and the film pauses, right? Yes. It's at, at, it's, it's at the club, it's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to this woman. And the, oh dear, yeah, I pause, know what's going on. It pauses. And like, so we're all, we're all sitting down, we're all waiting yeah. for the film, we, all, we sit back down, and as soon as the film starts the back on, the rude sound it was like, that's just not what we were suspecting at all. Oh, I remember that, where he's, he's, like, got the white, he's got those, those pills, yeah. like the energy pills yes. or whatever, and he's like, oh, I wonder if I should, I should take one to give me an edge in the, in the field. And then he takes one, and the woman is trying to come into like assassinate yeah. her, and she's got a gun out, and she's by the door, <laughs> and then he pushes her, he slams into her, and through sounds and stuff, he starts marching out the doorway. It was literally like ten minutes of this, of a break to come back, and Drew Sandstorms I was playing. Oh, uh, um, but no, I mean it's Ben Miller's good. Uh, the yeah. villain is fantastic. The um, I can't remember her name, but female like other sidekick slash love interest. Oh, um, I've got here uh, Lorna Campbell, played Thank by uh, Natalie Imbruglia. Uh, I liked her. I liked yeah. her in it. It's the normal kind of he likes the woman. She's like the Bond girl. She's yeah. like the, the, the Johnny English girl. I yes, guess. Except, um, except for John English uh, can't really sue her. He's just, no, he's just an idiot. Yeah, yes. Who sends her out the ejector seat? Oh, which I think is the funniest thing. Um, one of the great, one of the great gags in this, I think, is the famous one, is where there's a blackout at the, at the yes, in the in the in the, the Canterbury Church, yeah. and the, the crown jewels are missing. Yes, and John Ingram says, "Ah, oh, I'll apprehend the assailant," <laughs> and he busts through the door, and he's he's you see him, you see him trying to fight somebody, yeah, and you don't know who it is, and he's like, "Oh, he's trying to hold me back," you know, he's doing the thing where he's strangling himself with his hand, yeah, you know, and he's trying to he's trying to fend him off, and he's fighting him. And he's got like a chair, and the guy's yeah. with the chair, and you find out that he's actually do- that there's no man there at all, nope. and it's he's, all just him. Being, he's just being pushed by himself. Trying I to make thought, it look like I thought you were going to mention the same bit, which is a bit after that. Right, we have to describe him to the boss. No, 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 not oh. that bit. I thought you meant the bit where like he's like, oh, uh, he's he's stood there and he goes, oh well, so like, oh, they could, did they, oh, did they come? Did they come from the back? Possibly. Did they come from the ceiling? Maybe, but I think it's very certain they did not come from the floor and then he falls down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone. Yeah, he's disappeared. Down for death. Um, but there is the bit where he's describing, he says, Who's, what's the name of the assailant? Who, yeah. Well, what does he look like? And he goes, oh, he had... Um, yeah, and they've got facial, they've got facial software. Yes. It's going to make the description of the person. So he goes, oh, he has, he has orange hair. Yeah. He has like a big, he has like a big smile. This is, he's got two... Two scars, with a banana, <laughs> two banana shaped scars on the side of his lips, like that. He's got, oh, he's got one eye, mm. you know, and it's an absolutely horrifying person, right? 
this horrifying person. He goes, did he look like this? And he goes, yes. And he goes, oh, yeah. it's as if he's in the room with us. He's, yeah, but he, he, in the film, he exists. He, he, he appears at the end. He appears at the end. And that's the joke. That, that he appears at the end. And it's, and it's absolutely great because... It's it, I think it's in the after credits or whatever. It is, yeah. Where um, where Johnny English ex- ex- ejects his girlfriend yes. out the side, and she lands in like this pool, this hotel pool, and the guy behind the newspaper, <laughs> the Salem that he was describing, and it's him, and he's got everything. And, oh, I think that's great. And still, the, the, some of the scenes in this are gold. Let's say, yeah. Some scenes in this are real comedy gold, like that one. Um, Again, the one at the start with the church. Uh, uh, they take like, the car. They take the car. Is this one where they're where they're in like his car gets stolen and put on the truck, yeah. and they have to get in. The, or is that the third one? They have to get in the truck and like move the car. I think on that's the, the first one. Do you, I think so? Yeah, because that's when. And Ben Miller has to drive the truck. Yeah. And John English is in the car. Yeah. And he's trying to move the truck. Move the truck arm to put the car on the road. Yeah. Don't he like drop it on another truck carrying a car? I think so. I think so. Because like, I, right. I think he drops him and he, he can't drive and he puts him on another truck. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. I think that's the first one. Hmm. I think it's the first one. Because the whole third one is like all VR and like no technology and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it was that bit. I was in the, there's a bit in the first one where he's in the wrong building. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. In the, in the third one, I think that's a good joke in the third one. If you remember, they're going into that room, yeah. and the boss is like, oh, "You can have any car you like, as long as yeah. you try one of our hybrids." They've got electric hybrids. And he goes, "Oh, I tell you something. We're going to choose this car over there, this yeah. old, this uh, ancient, you know, sports car." And he says, "Ah, because the villain uses technology. The villain yes. uses technology." He says, "Ah, he says, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of your phone, boss. We'll throw your phone out the window." And he goes, "See, no one's going to be able to track us in this." Yeah. And he goes, "Ah, your high tech villain will never see us coming." <laughs> and he pulls away in, in this roaring bright red <laughs> sports car. Um, but no, yeah, there's a bit in a third one where he's like, "Oh." Uh, like, oh, I don't need. I don't need a map. I was like dropped in the desert with only like my my teeth. Yeah. I found my way. And he's like, is in is in the hospital. A toothpick. Oh, that's a great joke as well. Because it's like, is is in a hospital saying, where is Pascal? Yeah. And then he boffs like on the building next to him. There's two ta- There's two buildings. There's two yes. big skyscrapers next to each other, and they're flying in a plane overhead, and they have to sky they have to uh, skydive. Yeah. Sky jump out this out the back of the plane. It was oh, I survived in the desert with just. Like a stick of bubblegum and a, yeah. a golf ball or whatever yeah. he says. And then he jumps out and then um, they're flying and they go, he goes, oh, you've got to make sure to have your laser beacon yes. or whatever. It's going to guide you to survive this building. And he goes, oh, I don't need that. You know, I don't need that technology. I'm, I'll use my wits to do it. And they jump out and he's in this hospital. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing thinking about it. He's on the radio to Bob and he goes, God knows what kind of sick operation this yeah. man's running. <laughs> I'm in the medical ward. <laughs> he's just going around and he's got these people and like And he goes and he opens the door and there's yeah. an old man there who's on like an ivy or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, What have they done to you? I forgot and about goes, that. And he goes, Oh, they've done some tests. But I'm, I'm waiting for the results. Says, Come with me. Yeah. Come with me. And he's got he's got his gun out. Yeah. And he's going into this patient room. He's like, Yeah, you doctor, you move over there. Yeah. You nurses, they'll see where is your where is your evil master, you know, where's Savage? And then they point over to the building, he's got his massive neck yeah. in light on the other <laughs> building. And he's in the hospital. And then Boff's in the window waving at him. Yep. 
And he goes, oh, this is, this is just a drill for the uh, <laughs> emergency response drill. And well done. And then he runs off to the building. He does. It's, it, there's, there's so many bits in this. Just really, really good. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just classic British humor. Yeah, which you know is is if you're into it, you're gonna really mm. enjoy the film. And it's not even just a film for for kids. I feel no. like sometimes I kind of is like a whole thing about an accent. Like, oh yeah, Mr. Bean is is a kids thing. Yeah, but there's stuff in here for the adults. There's stuff in here people will enjoy. Because you know, the Bishop of Canterbury yes. uh, gets pantsed. He, he does get pantsed <laughs> because the whole the crux is that. <laughs> Savage is going to try to crown himself king. Yeah. He makes the queen sign over. He does. Um, so by threatening her corgis, yep. he makes the queen sign over to uh, to him. And he says, I'm going to now become king by, and then I'll, I'll use my kingly authority to turn the turn the, England, turn the island into a prison. Yes, because he's French. Yes. And <laughs> the whole thing is that they're going to try and fake the Archbishop of Canterbury. They're going to yes. fake his face, give him a fake face, a, a facial uh, mask. To sort of make him look like the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yes. And really, it's not him. No, it's not. So that was the plan. They see the plan in the building and they're like, oh, we're going to have to yeah. make sure it's not him. Because they, they, he looks through a window and he sees that the Archbishop of Canterbury happens to have a tattoo on his, on his yeah. back which says, Jesus is coming, look busy. Yes, on his, on his bottom. So he goes, right, I'm going to show you. it to the world. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's just, and then at the coronation, <laughs> yeah. he's disguised as one of the priests. He pushed <laughs> out. It's like, I will, I will tell you the truth. And... Then he happens to um, he gets the Archbishop of Canterbury and goes, "Oh, it's a convincing mask. Look at this!" Yeah, and he's pulling at his face, <laughs> and it's not coming out. And, he's, and the mask is coming off. It's like, "Oh, quick! I've got the backup plan. Quick, boss, play the play the tape." Yeah, he's getting dragged away by the security. He's like, "Play the disc." And my favourite thing is, Boff sounds so serious. He's like, "Play it, play yeah, it." He he's got a gun to the guy in the production studio, <laughs> and he plays it, and then. He's singing in his shower yep. to Abba. He's singing to Abba. He's singing and that's a great, to Abba. And that's a great... And the, and the boss of MI7 or MI6, whatever, he sat there in the front row as well. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, my favourite part of that whole scene is, while this is all going on, boss looking confused. The, uh, Pascal is looking... Well, he knows what's going on, and he knows, he was, he knows what was going to happen. My favourite part is, when everyone else on MI6 mm. is looking very shocked, it just cuts to an accident who's still mabbling along to all the words. Yeah, and he's yeah. staring at himself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other part of this that I've just remembered is when they go into Pascal's like I think it's for coronation or it's his it's not his building but it's mm. something else and like this woman comes in they're like breaking in and like she, yeah. she and like John Inglis comes up through the sewers and oh, he's yeah. up through the toilets and she's like it's ladders like to you right it's just a ladder yeah, yeah. and he's like oh no he's like oh I'm taking I'm taking the secret way yeah so I'm taking the hidden way oh, really? I think it, I think it's um, when they're down because they have to go, they have to go down underneath yeah. the Underneath the building, I think that's when the crown jewels get stolen. No, no, no. It's, it's. I think it's how they get into the coronation. I oh, think right. because then she goes upstairs and has like she's looking out at the whole thing and. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, put on my robes. He and... gets on that rope. He yeah. gets on the rope. He starts swinging from side to side, and he knocks, he knocks Savage off the side. Yeah, I mean that's definitely how it. That's definitely how you become king, isn't it? You just get yeah. a crown put on your head. And yeah, well, you're a king now. That's what happens. <laughs> you know what? That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens you, when you, if, you, if you're wearing a crown. You automatically you're a king. That's also how it would work if you dropped on someone. The person who's sitting down would definitely fall off the chair. Not yeah. you, the guy who's now on top of them. And then, you, <laughs> then you'd wear the crown. And you'd have the authority to say, "Arrest that man yeah. and lock him up." I love that. That's the whole climax. It's just he gets the crown and goes, "Arrest that man." Arrest that, that that's man. That's it. That's it. That's what you would say. <laughs> that's what you would say. It's such a simple line. Very effective. So. 
I, I wonder, Corey, have you thought of a real rating for this? Did you put any thought in that on your way over? <laughs> um, I was bouncing between a couple of them. Of course, it can't get ten because we're reviewing it now. Yes. So. Uh, it wasn't gonna get. It wasn't gonna get ten anyway. Um, Fair enough. I I I, I wouldn't do t- two ten out of tens and back to back. Um, but it's gonna get high. Granted, is it everyone's cup of tea? No. But yes. I quite I... Like, but I quite enjoy it. And some of it probably is also due to nostalgia. You know what? I was gonna give it an eight. I'll give it an eight point five. I'll put a point five to nostalgia. Okay. Well, I'll give I'll give it your rating then. I'll go okay. eight. Okay, that's fair. I'll go for a clean eight, folks. Clean, for, a clean for, eight. For Johnny English. Who knows? We might look at um, might look at the sequels in future. Yep. We mentioned a couple of them here. Bit of a bit of Johnny English reborn. Yeah, um, yeah. Johnny English strikes again. Yeah, that's the one. Isn't there a fourth? They're not going to do a fourth I one. I don't think no. so. The trilogy works, I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we need a fourth one personally. I mean, so. now it's it's your turn. It's your wreck. Can you beat Ewoks from last week? It is my wreck. Um, it is my wreck. So, because of uh, Rowan, because of Rowan Atkinson's yep. uh, feature in this film, uh, many people will think, has Rowan Atkinson ever been in the Bond film? Yes. Well, he has, but also he hasn't. Because my weekly wreck is uh, Never Say Never Again. Yes. The adaptation of uh, Thunderball book by Ian Fleming and the, the unofficial Bond film. Uh, so shunned shunned by many as an as an sort of non-canon Bond uh, that features Sean Connery, mm. but it is known as the sort of unofficial James Bond film. So you know the title is a reference to uh, Connery's declaration in 1971 that he would never play James Bond ever again. Yep. Um, as you know, he was um, he was 52 at the time of filming, which is about three years uh, younger than Roger Moore, who was um, still doing it, but. Yes, uh, it was released by Warner Brothers in 1983, and um, it was uh, got less overall than um, Octopussy, which was released in the same year, uh, earlier the same year, the official you know Bond timeline. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't actually produced by uh, by Eon Productions, who normally do James Bond. Uh, it was produced by another production. Uh, you know, it, they, they had to retain the phone rights after a sort of a long legal battle in the 1960s. Mm. To um, to do this, and he makes his Sean Connery returns to James Bond after twelve years from Diamonds Are Forever, if you can remember. Um, yes, and we've got uh, Max von Sydow is uh, the villain in this, and it's great. Uh, I, I wonder if he is um, Blofeld. He is Blofeld. Oh yeah, so, um, Max von. Sydow. I'm a big fan of Max von Sydow. You know, R.I.P. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan of Max von Sydow. So, and I like Blofeld as well. And of course, we have. Um, Rowan Atkinson yes as a Nigel Small Facet Fawcett who's uh, the former office representative in the Bahamas and turns up in a, a bright I remember he's, got a, he's in a bright white suit yeah and he's sort of bumbling around he's very Mr Bean-esque uh, but with a voice and yes I remember so it's it's um, it, I've, I've I feel like I've, I've seen parts of this uh, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a recommendation purely because Rowan Atkinson features in it. I've um, seen part. I don't think I've seen it the whole way through. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen parts of it, and I definitely. Well, I know Thunderball. I know Thunderball is a very successful Bond novel. Yeah. Um, of them. 
And I've we... definitely seen it a little bit on TV because I remember. I remember when I, was, I remember one point going, "That's why, that's why Ryan Reynolds in a Bond film." Yeah. But everyone's like, "Oh no, he's not." But I, I looked it up and I was like, "Yeah, he is. It's just not an official one." Because mm. I, mem- I remember seeing it because my dad, like, not like normal dad, sits down at home, watches like film five or something. Right. Like you know how it's like a dad thing where you go home, you sit on the couch, and you put on like uh, a channel which just shows loads of films. Yeah, like, concept, film uh, after film after film. And after not film. like and not like films from like last year or two years ago. No, yeah. like the nineteen seventies, yes. nineteen eighties, um, and a lot of them are like westerns and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. one of them. It like was, every now and then you get occasional Bond film. This was one of them, mm-hmm. or like Steven Seagal comes on or something. Yeah, yeah, the Steven Seagal. Yes, know, that film where he breaks a bunch of arms. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe if you're lucky, you get a bit of John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> doing some kung, kung fu moves, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, actually, a, a, a few days ago, I think, um, For Your Eyes Only, there we go, a few days ago, uh, For Your Eyes Only was on, on oh, I think, ITV. Nice. And I was watching that, it was on Bonfire Night, actually. Oh, and, shit. yeah, and I was sat down watching that. So, because um, I was at home, and my dog gets anxious. Yeah. So, I was... Yeah, uh, my cat does the same thing. Hates so, fireworks. Exactly. So, I thought, oh, we'll put on, a, what's loud, what's going to be loud, Bond film. You know, yeah. music, da, 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 you know, James Bond going around the building shooting people. Uh, so that's um, I, I put on Fuel Eyes Only, and yeah, it was alright. It was it was pretty good. I had a good time. What does uh, what does Johnny English celebrate in November? Is this a joke? Yeah, I do, you don't know. Boff fire night. Nice. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Awful. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a good time with. Viewers only, and I'm completely ignoring that by the way. And um, another thing is, this is somewhat, this is somewhat a sort of spiritual um, prelude to uh, No Time to Die. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I've seen it. You have. I went to go see it on my birthday. Actually, happy birthday! Um, I went to go and see it on my birthday. You did. So you've not seen it. I have not seen it. You, you have no desire to see it. I mean, it's it's one of you know what I'm calling you out, Corey. You, you are ain't calling gonna me out. See it. I I you know you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. John English is better than Bond. No, <laughs> no. Why? Let's discuss this. I like I like I like Bond, but also I'm like I like Bond, and I've I've recommended Goldfinger before mm-hmm. a year ago, and it's weird that we've now been going for more than a year because now I can call back to episodes that are a year old. We can. We um, we've, we've done James Bond before. We did two James Bond episodes, a double we special. Did. We did cla- we did modern James Bond. Yes, where we cast our own Bond film. We did, and you know I think Hollywood producers will be ringing us up exactly in a few minutes, asking exactly. us to use our James Bond choices. Yes, they'll be going, "Hey, <laughs> we want uh, whoever you chose." Uh, who's I pick? Was it Johnny Depp? He no, he was in it. Johnny Depp was in it. Uh, I remember you I chose. Think, I think you my, Idris Elba. I think I did. You did. You went with Idris Elba. I remember because yes. you cast like detective actors as all the Bond, yeah. like the MI6 people. Yeah, I had, I had, I had Elba. I had Johnny Depp. I had Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. I had Morgan Freeman. I had Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Martin. <laughs> yeah. But um, David Jason as well, didn't you? Yeah. Q. And I was like, that's a great pick. <laughs> That's such an underrated pick. <laughs> yeah, I did. it's like open all hours, but with the Bond scene. Yeah, you know, it's great. I might. I think I had Ron Atkinson. Did you? I think I might have put. I think I put him in there as a joke. I remember I had, um, I had uh, imitation games. Uh, Matthew Good as my Bond. Yes. And then I had um, Richard Armitage as the villain. Very proud of that. <laughs> I still think he could do it if he's not doing Bond. Yeah. Um, 
See, I, see, all, all mine were just massive actors. I had Woody Harrison as well. Oh, I think I just went for real. Like, like, I cast somewhat realistically. Yeah, I, I just went. If I've got an infinite budget, who would I have? Oh, I got that guy from Creed Two. It's like you know, Ivan Drago's <laughs> yeah. son as the henchman. It's like he'd great. He'd just be yeah, like, fashion man. That makes sense because Ivan Drago was a henchman in a Bond film. Yeah. <laughs> so I go well. I'll I'll go. Um, you can call Dolph, back. To well, that. Dolph Lundgren would play the yeah. henchman in a Bond film. Yeah. So. And then we've got, um, I think it's what you meant by that. That's what I meant by that. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I thought, well, we'll get the guy who plays his son from Creed 2. You know, the massive guy will just be like a big hulking man. Yeah. It'll, it'll beat up Bond. You know, we've got to do that. And then, um, yeah, I had Richard Armitage. Who else did I have? I can't, for the life of me, remember. No, I can't. Because uh, I can't because because you didn't do what I did and just named loads of every, actors everyone knows. <laughs> no, no. I think I've got it on uh, on a memory stick somewhere, that file. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, yeah, we had a good, good time. That was that was our first Bond one. We did a modern Bond. Yep. Then we did a classic Bond episode. The classic Bond episode. We talked about our favourite classic Bond films. Yep. Then we did a Bond Battle Royal. Yes. Where all the Bonds fought each other yep. in the basketball court. That was our first, I think. It was. Was that our first ever movie versus? That was versus? our first ever movie versus. Well, we had the Bond Battle Royal. Yeah. And the champion was George Lazenby George Bond. George Lazenby Bond. Who defeated every other Bond. Yeah. Um, down to him and Daniel Craig. Yeah. And he managed to succeed. Just managed to skin of his teeth succeed and beat... Daniel Craig James Bond uh, to become the, the the Battle of the Bonds champion. So it was it was a it was, I remember it was such an early time, Corey. It remember? was it was. I mean, yeah, that's 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 the thing. But like, I like Bond. I like the Bond films. But you know what? I, it's one of the things. Why do you see more in, in why do you see more in a, in a parody in a spoof? Because I feel like, well, for me, one comedy. I love comedy films. Mm-hmm. I'm always in a mood for a comedy film. Mm-hmm. Right, whether it's Johnny English, whether it's Mr. Bean, whether it's Wayne's World, whether it's yeah. The Mask, or you know that kind of stuff, I'm always in the mood for it. The problem with James Bond is, is one, I'm not too big on like action films, right, um, and that kind of stuff. I'm not comparing it to these films, but when you get films like, uh, like Fast and Furious, I'm not saying James Bond is like that, yeah. but when you get that kind of thing, or like. Or any like Steven Seagal movie, which is just action, 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 yeah. and then I'm like, yeah, it's not. Break on, break on, break away. Yeah, break exactly. Break on. Um, Keith David's there. <laughs> I think the other thing with Bond is I like it, and I like some of the stuff it does, and I like, I like some of the stuff in it. There's very high production of damn scenes and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It's just something about it makes me just go, you know what? The damn scenes. The damn like, scenes. Got, other scenes in the damn. <laughs> Where James Bond is like, water filtration is very important. Yes. You must go to the dam. Um, and they I don't know. It's just, I think something, something makes me go, oh, you know, would I want to watch James Bond? I kind of go, no. I just kind of go, I want to watch something else. You know what I just think of? The first Transformers film. <laughs> Why? They go to Hoover Dam, don't they? Okay. And it's, and it's like a facility to, the, like, just got Megatron inside Okay. It. And I was thinking, why would, this James Bond never fought someone in the dam? He's fought him on a dam. And I think Goldeneye, they, they they do something in a dam, don't they? Yeah, it's a whole thing where he's, like, he's on top of a dam, and like the whole thing is they're like going to fall off it or something. Oh, he has to jump off it, I think, in Goldeneye. Yeah. And so even him and Sean Bean. Yeah. It's um, it's Pierce Brosnan, and he has to jump off a dam. Yeah. I and like, that. and so like, I don't know. I'm just like, so part of me is like, I just want to watch something else. Plus, John English is very much like you can watch one and not know what's going on. I feel like, especially with Daniel Craig, James Bond, it's all kind of a story. It's all. That's kind of... the first time they've done that. I yeah. Think. Sure, you can have characters that turn up again. Of course, you can. Yeah. But the plot's always sort of different. You have a different villain. You have a different 
You know, it's like a flash in the pan yeah. episode where you can just watch a James Bond film. Yeah. And, you know, for your eyes only, doesn't connect to anything else. Yeah. You know, everything's sort of independent. Sure, the same characters turn up. I, I, I caught a nice scene where Bond goes to a church and he gets in the confessional booth and he's like, okay. oh, I've, I'm, 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 I'm got, I've got a penny for my sins. Can you give me some help? And then, I, I don't know why I'm doing my Connery impression, but it's Roger Moore. <laughs> but anyway, I don't do a very good Roger Moore Bond. I, it's, I always go for like the faux Scottish accent Connery Bond. But anyway, uh, and the, the priest turns around next to him. He takes off his fake beard and it's cute. And he goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and he goes, oh, have you, have you got, my, uh, got my equipment 007? You know, it's Desmond Llewellyn. He's dressed in priest robes and it's... It was fun. I thought that's the, that is something that modern Bond will never do. Yeah, you will never see Daniel Craig get into a confessional booth at a church, turn to the guy next to him, and it's Ben Whishaw in a fake beard and hat and priest robes, <laughs> and he takes off a fake beard, and you'll never see that happen. In, yeah, in modern Bond, that's the only that is the one thing that classic Bond can provide. You know, it's yeah. it's you know Bond's on a beach. Yeah. with a lady. He turns around and fires a harpoon at a goon and hits the hits him, and he goes, "Oh, he should have." Uh, he should have got the point. You know, yeah. he got the point. I mean, it's, it's also just because, like, I very rarely, very rarely do I watch new new movies, right? Very well, do you not business you're in, Corey? Yeah, I know. No, but I mean, like, like release day. Like, right, okay, like, like, okay. In cinemas. Very rarely do I go to a cinema and watch a film. Right. Um, but when I do, like now, if you're like, okay, right, go go to a cinema, right? Let's say, let's say I go once a month. Go to a cinema. Would I pick to watch Bond? Probably not. <laughs> I'll no. go. I'll go see, like... I don't know. Um, probably either something Marvel or. Yeah. Fair, I don't even know. I like I like the Marvel films. I guess Marvel is just. I feel a bit safe with Marvel. You can, you're going to get a decent. You film. feel very safe, you know. Shang Chi. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get. You're going to get a decent. A decent. Spider Man's coming out. Eternals is coming out. Eternals. Or is out Eternals now. Is out now. Yeah. I think. It's past um, November fifth, so I think it is out. Yeah, or like I think the last last thing film I saw in cinema was The Father. Oh, was it? Which features. Um, Hannibal Lecter, guy oh. who plays Hannibal Lecter. Which one? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right, okay. It's about a guy who's in like a. That's in Mads Mikkelsen. No, no, no. Just play Hannibal Lecter. Um, it's it's in about a guy who's like who's really old, has dementia, doesn't want to go to a nursing home. Right. And it's about how how he's getting looked after. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very weird film. I quite liked it. That's what I saw in the cinema. It was actually No Time to Die. Oh James yeah, Bond. what a surprise! I know. I went. I went to my birthday and I had a nice time. <laughs> I went on my birthday and uh, I, I saw it on my birthday and it was pretty good. It was a nice... I felt like it was a good birthday film. Yeah. It was a nice... Uh, Corey's now checking what films are actually on. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at all the... Right, right here we go. Right. right. So today, Eternals. Right? What can you go and see in the in the Lincoln Odeon people? Yes. Eternals. I would... Right, here we go. No Time to Die is on there. Yeah, 12.50. Out of all these, I would see Eternals probably over it. Don't think I'd see Dune. Oh it. no, I would see Dune every day of the week. See, part of me's going, I want to watch it, but part of me's also going, I need to be in the mood for a long, a long haul. Yeah, I uh, would see Dune. Spencer, no idea what it is. Can't Venom, I'd go see Dad. I'd, I'd go, go see, see Venom. Venom. Yeah, oh, Boss Baby. Boss, yeah. <laughs> maybe not. I think I'm going to see Boss Baby. <laughs> I'd go and see. I'd go and see Venom. I've not no, seen the first one, so. so I can't. What have we got? French. Uh, I don't know those two, but. Um, I'd definitely go and see Dune. I'd definitely go and see Venom. Would I see No Time to Die again? No. No, my parents went to go and see it. And they offered me if I want to come. And I was like, I'm not seeing it twice. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've seen it once. It's two hours 30. I, I had a decent time. You you, you enjoy it. You, Big Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters sequel. Friction forward. 
Paul Rudd, Ghostbusters. Which I did not realise was a thing until literally I saw it on a bus this morning. Did you? I saw Paul Rudd's face and thought, why is Paul Rudd at Ghostbusters? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What was that experience like? Uh, very confusing. Really? Because I saw Paul Rudd and thought, can you doing in Ghostbusters? Describe the scene, you're walking down the street, a bus comes No, no, I was, in, I was in a bus and it parked at the you bus station. You were in the bus? It's a park next to a number you were bus. A park, you were a passenger in the bus? Yep. The bus had Ghostbusters on it? Or you looked across the ghost, there was another bus? Yeah, I looked, I looked across another bus with Ghostbusters on it. Oh, wow. And you were like, oh. Well, I saw Paul Rudd and I thought, oh, I like Paul Rudd. And then I saw Ghostbusters. I thought, one, didn't even realise I was doing another Ghostbusters film. Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, two, Paul Rudd is not the person I would have I would have picked to be in a Ghostbusters film. Not saying really? I dislike it. I love Paul Rudd and he's probably going to be great in it. But it's just not the first thing I would have thought of. I keep seeing trailers for it. I've seen, I keep seeing trailers for I've it. I've heard nothing about it till right now. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I keep seeing trailers for it. I think they're bringing <laughs> back, you know, Gozer. Slimer, oh, yeah. Slimer's gonna be in it, and you know the blue Slimer as well. Yeah, um, I don't know what the blue Slimer's called. Uh, but yeah, they're bringing back some of the classic characters. I think it's less. It's, I think it's it's not a reboot. It's like a sequel. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like a soft reboot anymore. They're actually doing a sequel. Okay, so for everybody, it's like it's set in the future. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, hopefully that should be good. We might do that actually. We might we might do the classic. Um, yeah, we might do this, the classic, uh, the classic Ghostbusters films. Oh, I, I like the classic Ghostbusters films. Fair enough. We'll all we'll have a look. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a look. We'll see. We'll see what we can do with that. So, Eternals, Man to Die, Doom, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. Eighteenth of November. Really? Go. Two hours. Oh, fair enough. Is a new one. In Ghostbusters nineteen eighty four. Oh, Harry, we can watch Ghostbusters. Uh, I tell you oh. something. I promise you this, folks. Um, Next week we'll bring we'll review Ghostbusters. Yeah, there you go. Next week we'll review Ghostbusters. Because when did you say it was out? Eighteenth. Uh, that's in I think. That's in a week. That's in a week on Thursday. So. Yep, eighteenth November. Right. Well, next week, folks, we'll review the first classic Ghostbusters film. Hey, there's a promise. Promise made. We're making plans, Corey. We are. We're making plans as we speak. There's actually love actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's apparently. I'd, it's it's coming soon to the Lincoln Odeon because oh, it's a Christmas right. film, isn't it? Christmas film, well, yeah. It's turned. Uh, they stream. Uh, well, how do you feel about that? They stream the classic Christmas films. That's just turned featuring Ron Exxon. Oh uh, yeah, it's just turned like is it twenty twenty five or something? It's it's an anniversary. I think literally today. I remember watching Love Actually not because not because um, I I had any enjoyment for it. Just because it was it was one of those classic yeah. um, one of those classic Christmas films. Uh, Love Actually is. 18 years old in uh, about two weeks. Oh, wow. It came out the same year as Johnny English. No, well, that's a, that's a segue if I... That's a segue if I, if I ever saw it. Uh, is that? No, it's not. I like how this has started with Johnny English and has now turned into... Look at all these films that are on the Lincoln Odeon that aren't out yet. Yes. <laughs> Well, I feel like that's a, that's that's a very important. Uh, uh, do you want an animated around the world in eighty days? Uh, <laughs> not particularly. Featuring a monkey and what else? Like a lizard? Oh, it's a frog. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not. What, it's not what I was thinking of. It's not a classic, is it? No, it's not what I was thinking of when uh, I woke yeah. up this morning. Bit of C.S. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Christmas with what's that? Oh, Christmas with Andre. <laughs> Christmas with Andre. It's Andre. Uh, what's his last name? The guy with the <laughs> the guy with the viol- the guy with the violin. What is his last name? It's why am I thinking of like a sort of word that begins with R? I don't know. Andre. 
Uh, oh, uh, oh it's Andre Rue. There yeah, you yeah. go. I thought it was Andre Rue. <laughs> my my uh, my grandmother likes him. Bit of Clifford. Bit yeah. But Tiff- oh yeah. I've, I I saw a trailer for that. I saw a trailer for a live action Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I was like, that is not real. It is. I was like, that's someone's. That's someone's. You know. Um, Fruit and Jack Whitehall. Dear. What's your opinion on the whole uh, uh, um, Mario movie casting slash Garfield The Mario film? movie? Why are we talking about this? Because it's, a, it's an animated dog which has been voiced by people and I thought, oh, Garfield, and I thought, oh, Mario movie. Oh, right, okay. Well, the Mario movie where what Chris Pratt... And Jack Black. As, well, Jack Black Hilari- is Bowser. Good, hilarious. Jack Black is Bowser so I'm good. actually kind of hyped for. <laughs> so am I. Like, I actually kind of want to see Jack Black as Bowser. So do I. So... I'd like that very much. Isn't Chris Pratt... Is he is he playing Garfield, or...? I think he is playing Garfield. Okay, I, th- I think he's as well. <laughs> I think he is playing Garfield. So... I mean, it can't be worse than the, the live-action Garfield movies. Uh, what, with with, with um, Bill Murray? Yeah. Because he thought that they'd be directed by the Coen brothers. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the first one. It's okay. directed by a man whose last name is Coen. Yeah. No relation. It's, it's okay. It's an okay film, the first one is. So... Fair also, enough, what's with James Corden being in all these musicals? Uh, yeah, what Jeez. is that? Um, Death on the Nile, not too bad. Um, I've like heard that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good right. A bit of Matt Smith in it, 12th November. Yeah, yeah, all good. A bit of Lightyear. But yeah, it was like, that's a, is that a film or a series? It's a film. Film, okay, okay, okay. It's, I think it's the Buzz Lightyear film that's in... Toy Story, so it's not about the toy, it's the actual film that is the toy is then based on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bit of minions. <laughs> minions two, nice. <laughs> we'll skip past that. Uh, we'll skip past that. Yeah. I, to be fair, I've, I've, at this point, Wait. yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, Rocky Four. They're doing Rocky. They're doing Rocky Four. Rocky Drago. Director's cut and Q and A. The Russian. Oh wow. Wait, the director's cut's only one hour thirty. Oh. That seems very short for a director's cut. Oh. How long's the film? How long's the actual film? I don't know. Um, but. I feel like we've overstepped our limits on what Corey. Yes. So to, to to draw it back to screen, oh nice. Yeah. To draw it back to uh, Johnny English. Yes. Any final thoughts? Uh. Oh. It's just a good film, isn't it? Good. I mean, I feel like, I thought like it was better than Bond. I said I'm mad. Good. Well, <laughs> that's your opinion. And so we're going to draw a line there, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave you with uh, with us. We'll leave you with uh, with something to go on with. And uh, my name is Corey. It's a, it's a good. I said my name is Corey. My name isn't Corey. Yes, that's Corey there. My name is Murray. My name is yes. My name is Murray. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye and a goodbye from Murray. I mean Corey. Goodbye. <laughs>
Try to call. 